hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Good morning. Bom dia in Portuguese. <laughs> wow, I am already emotional. Hold it up, Alini. Well, um, well, my name is Aline Adachi, and you probably have seen me a few times singing up here in the front. If you haven't, it means you're missing church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby of three siblings, siblings Alex and Alessandra. Um, my brother was uh, 13 years old when I was born, and my sister was 11. And that's the title of my message, it's the goodness of God. As my parents were not expecting a baby after so long. Um, I was born in a famous place, you all know, Rio de Janeiro, known as Rio. The city of the samba, the carnival, and the beautiful statue of Christ the Redeemer. Everyone knows Rio as the seven wonders of the world, but the place I was born, a small city called Japeri, very close to this wonderful place, was not as wonderful. So then my parents decided to move to a small town in the country called Catalão, just to get um, away from all the crimes and everything that was around us 24-7. Um, I was two years old when we moved to Catalão, so I know that town as my hometown. There I was raised, I went to school, I built um, friendship, and I was introduced to Jesus and music. In 1989, and I was born in 1986, in 1989, when, my, when I was three, my parents went to visit a church. They were not Christian at this time. And they brought me with them, and we never left. I started singing at the age of three um, in kids' conferences, and there was weddings, life groups, prophetic walks, prayer services, and all the events they were calling me, I was keen. It is amazing how the worship songs can work into your heart, even though you're not thinking of what you're singing. Being just a child, singing in the front of the whole church might not sound like it's something, but there was a seed planted in my heart. There was, th that's the importance, the importance of bringing your kids to church. Matthew 19, 14 says, Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them from the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. In 1998, I was 11, our church had, had this huge change with the new pastor in town. He came from Sao Paulo. You guys also know Sao Paulo, it's a huge city. And he had this big family with such cool kids, with girls with different hair colors, different hairs, and his grandson with a long hair, long beard and earrings and looked like a rock star kid. <laughs> Everyone wanted to be friends with him, but not me. Believe it or not, I was super shy. In the same year as preteen, I found myself facing panic attack and depression, and I felt lost most of the time. 
the feeling of not belonging was always there. And I used to lock myself in my room, and I wanted to be isolated so I could cry and hide from people. In one of these days locked in my room, I knew I was crying. <laughs> in one of the, those days locked in my room, I was listening to a worship band called Before the Throne. And I started paying more attention to what I was singing. And the hunger for more and for the gospel started growing in my heart. I truly believe that music and worship songs and the Holy Spirit blowing in my room changed my life. One night, I asked my parents for help. I shared with them my thoughts, and with the professional, with the professional help in the church, I could see myself smiling again, finding joy in the youth, in the band, in the kids' ministry. And I even worked as a musical um, music teacher for a Christian school for over a year. I got baptized in the same year. In December 2003, my family was invited for a Christmas lunch at my pastor's house. Feel free to invite me, Pastor Carl, for <laughs> Christmas lunch. <laughs> Here I am 17 years old, and remember the cool kids with different hairs and everyone wanted to be friends with. I spent, I spent Christmas with them, and we became friends instantly. Now, out of depression, I was and no, and no more anxiety, I was confident enough to have a full conversation with them and be myself. A month later, so December, in January, that long hair looking good kid <laughs> was knocking at my door. Hmm. And he asked me if I wanted to be his girlfriend. And as you can see on the photo, I said yes. <laughs> we got married in 2004. Oh, look at the braces. Ooh. <laughs> With the support of our local church in Sao Paulo, our leaders and our friends, we had our full house ready to move in, furnished and everything we needed for a baby in about six months. If you do the math. I was a little bit pregnant when we got married. <laughs> it was a bit shock for both families and also for the church. We got called in pastor's office and we had the talk. <laughs> but again, they gave us instructions, support and love. And this is our first kid, Amanda. She's gonna kill me. <laughs> she said, are you really gonna post this photo? Can you change it? And I was like, no, this is the photo it's gonna be. <laughs> In February 2009, the three of us, we, we started this, that great adventure called New Zealand. Believe it or not, I had no English, nothing at all, nada. I could not speak. The immigration officer was asking, I was like, <laughs> hi. That was it. The high was the only thing I could say. Um, I stayed home for, for the process of the visa and because I could not communicate, so obviously I could not work. The first church we visited in 2009 was New Life Church. 
and um, as you put your name and the phone and your address and everything when you come for a visit, um, I think Julia found our names and she was our first visit. I don't even know if she remembers that, but she came to visit me and I could not say anything. I could not communicate with her and it was the last time she visited us. <laughs> it was really hard. For, for us as a family, because in April, as Rafa was our only financial support, he had to move to Blenheim for the pruning season, and I stayed behind with Amanda. One night, he gave me a call saying, I am so hungry. And that was Saturday night, and he said, the only thing I have left is a pack of noodles, and we are four days away from the payday and my heart broke. And I asked him, why are we still doing it? Let's go back to our families. We have everything in there. Why are you insisting? And he said, be faithful. He has bigger plans. Great, greater things are yet to come. You must be faithful. That same night, Rafa called his grandfather, my pastor, and his advice was, Rafa, in the middle of the storm, the best thing to do is finding a church. Doesn't matter what language you speak, church is good. They look after you and your family. In all the ways, just find the church and remember Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. For the Lord our God will be with you wherever you go. The next day on Sunday morning, Rafa went to a church in Blenheim. They fed him, they gave him some takeaways, and even told him all the different churches he could go to for prayer and food over the week. That's why it's so important to be involved with the church. We are a community. We look after each other. The church must be your safe harbor. While here in Ashburton, I had people giving me and Amanda support, and we were not alone. The goodness of God was showing, in our, showing bright in our lives all the time. Months passed and our, visa, our visas were expiring and we were still waiting on immigration. The work in the vineyard was done and all the employers were letting people go and with Rafa was not different. He came back to Ashburton on the 30th of August. So think about it, 30th of August. Our visas were expiring on the 3rd of September. On the 1st, we sat down and we decided that maybe God brought us to New Zealand just for that short period of time for experience, but what if it was time to go back? We were two away from having no visa at all. No money, no visa, but hope. That night we prayed, God, if you brought us here so far from everyone else, it's because you had good plans and we trust you. We know, Lord, that your plans are better than ours, so please move the mountains. Jeremiah 29:11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. The next day, very early in the morning, which was the 2nd of September, one day before the visa expired, the mail guy knocked at our doors with work visa, with our visas. Rafa started working the same night. 
yeah, night shift. Um, in 2011, we had our second child. He was born four and a half weeks earlier due to my diabetes. And his right lung was not 100% completed, so he couldn't breathe on his own. Doctors had to do CPR on him and put him on oxygen. He's our second miracle. In 2019, we left our Brazilian church that we were attending for about four years, and we decided to join a local church. And remember, Julia, <laughs> we thought of her straight away and all the support she gave us back in 2009, and finding our new church was not hard at all. Ashburton New Life Church, the first church we, we visited as we arrived in 2009. I have to confess that it was painful seeing our friends, our Brazilian friends, our Brazilian church, our leaders, and people who had supported us and loved us staying behind. It was physically and mentally hard. I was pregnant with Alice, our third miracle, and for those who don't remember me carrying that huge belly, <laughs> Um, I felt lonely, and I even had the feeling of not belonging again. Getting out of your comfort zone, it's not an easy thing to do. But in my heart, I knew that this house were where, was where my family would be supported and loved, and it was just a matter of giving it a chance and trusting in God's moves. One afternoon, I had a big cry out for God, God, send us friends, people who would take us as a family, people who, would be able, who I, be, I would be able to share my life with. That week was a, a signed-up Sunday. We signed up for, for a couple's meeting at Mel's, Mel and Megan's house. It was once a week, wasn't it? For t 10 weeks? For 10 weeks. And... We felt so loved and supported. At Mel's house, we were invited to be part of the worship team. And that's why you see me and Rafa basically every Sunday morning here in front. <laughs> we love serving. It's amazing. And serving God through music represents healing, joy, happiness, and the expression of my heart. I'm the music instrument in God's hands. For me, this is not a sacrifice. I do it with a grateful heart. God did not just give me friends, but he gave me people who I trust and I share my life with. At the end of 2019, Alice was born, also early. We stayed in Nico for a week so she could get her blood sugar at the normal levels. Alice was born and dedicated, and she's being raised in this house. When we tell her we are going to church, she says, I'm going to see my friends in the school church. <laughs> she already knows where she's going on Sunday mornings, and, and um, it's part of her routine. It's, it's her life. Last year, our family signed up for a Filipinos group because we heard there's a good food. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not keen for lechon? <laughs> um, and now we are part of their family as they are part of ours, and we call ourselves Brazipinos. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
serving the church impact you, you don't feel lonely anymore. You have people to share your burden and also to share your victories. And the most important thing, you have good food after service. <laughs> In the past few years, the Filipinos started praying for their residents, for, the, for their community. And because we are already part of their community, we also got blessed through their, play, their prayers. At the beginning of this year, after 12 years, we've got our residents. And now, this house is my home. I feel loved. I feel a sense of belonging. And this is where God is showing his mercy. He's making miracles. He's transforming. He's restoring. It was not an easy challenge for my family and I to leave our culture behind, our people, our language, and merge into a completely different environment. But I see the goodness of God throughout the whole process. So this is my family, and we are living the promises of God, the goodnesses of God, and the miracles of God since the day one through church, through this community, through life group. And if you also want to see this in your life, I have four advices to give you, to encourage you with. Number one, have an open heart. Listen to your leaders and accept advice. Be keen to change. If God's moving your life around, let him do it. Let him get you out of your comfort zone. Trust his work. Be grateful all the time. Good times and bad times. And number four, get involved. Make the church your home. Sign up for the life, for the life groups. Share your burdens and your victories in the food. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 11. Two are better than one because they, they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if you two lie down together, they, they will keep warm. But now, can one keep warm alone? Though, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Can I have the band up, please? I'm not perfect. I still have good days and not so good days. But sharing my burdens, making it, making it, make it easier, and when the not-so-good days comes along, I'm no, I'm, I know I'm not alone. As this music we're going to sing now with the band says, all my life he has been faithful. All my life he has been so good. And every breath that I am able, I'm going to sing and preach of the goodness of God. Thank you. Thank you.